following is a presentation of Gallery Church Downtown, part of a family of neighborhood churches seeking to display God's greatness to the world. For more information, please visit gcbdowntown.com. I'm Andrew. Uh, today we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 to 32. If you have one of the Bibles that's laid out around the room, that starts on page 981. Starting in verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and, being, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. God bless the reading of his word. Hello. Está funcionando? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me switch to English. Okay. Maybe it's better now. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I want to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Paula. I was born and raised as a Christian um, in Brazil, and I participated in many ministries in church, dance group, choir, not so good, uh, the children's ministry, and then um, I joined the mission team that was going from my church to England. Uh, they were going to establish a church there and help them grow. So I went there. This is where I met my husband, Rogério. And I'm not going to teach you his name today because that's a hard one. <laughs> it's going to take a long time. So uh, let's keep that for another service. And um, this is where I met him. We got married. We went back to Sao Paulo. We had our son, Pedro, and we came here. Um, but enough of me. Now you know me. Um, let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we are thankful to be here because you are here with us. And uh, no matter what we do and no matter what we say, we still, you still love us. And we want to be open this morning to hear your voice and to understand your words. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning I want to talk to you about doubts. Uh, why do we doubt? Why did Peter doubt? Why do we doubt in our daily lives? But before we, we, we go to the scriptures we just read, I want to give you a little bit more context on what was happening in Matthew 14. And I encourage you to read this chapter. It's very rich. It talks about miracles and Jesus. Um, so this chapter starts talking to us about um, John the Baptist and how Herod got him killed. Um, it talks about how news about Jesus were coming up and Herod said, well, this must be John the Baptist. Uh, maybe he's risen from the dead. And maybe this is why miraculous powers happen. And so he knew that Jesus had something special. But he didn't know who he was. Jesus hears about uh, John the Baptist. And he takes off on a boat and, and leaves to a solitary place. The crowds follow him. Um, they want to 
be with Jesus. They want to touch him. They want to be healed by him. So they walk on foot for like miles and miles to be with Jesus in that solitary place. Jesus looks at them um, and he has mercy on them. So he's, he starts healing them. He preaches to them. And at a specific time, the disciples approach Jesus and they're like, well, Jesus, um, maybe it's time that you let them go because they need to eat something. Uh, maybe they should leave. Uh, there's no, like, uh, food trucks around, you know, today. Like, Shake Shack is not running today. And, and Jesus said, no, they don't need to leave. They can stay. You give them something to eat. Now imagine, uh, Jesus knew the disciples didn't have anything. It's not like the disciples had like any, any food stored, stored somewhere. Um, but Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And the disciples were like, well, we only have five fish, uh, five loaves of bread and two fish. And Jesus said, okay, bring them to me. And this is where I want us to focus, bring them to me. Jesus could have said, well, figure it out. You go buy something or let's just pray and you start breaking the bread and that's it. But no, Jesus said, bring them to me because he was the one who could actually do something about it. And sometimes I feel like we are in the service here, not me. And we say, maybe Pastor Ellis could preach a little like, like faster. Maybe we could, we could all go home, but I'm sure nobody here think that, thinks that way, right? So sometimes we, we think like we need to leave, we have so much to do, but there's something more from God that we're going to miss if we, if we just leave. And just like the disciples, they, they wanted to leave. They wanted to dismiss the crowd. But Jesus had more to them. So Jesus had shared the word. Jesus had healed the, the, the wounded, the sick. But Jesus still had bread to share with them. Um, and I want to remind you that sometimes you are about to leave or you are about to get distracted. But there's more of Jesus he can fulfill you in every need that you have, not just physically, not just spiritually, but he can do everything. You just need to bring it to him. And then you might ask, how do I bring it to Jesus? And um, Albert preached wisely last week about um, togetherness. And it's not just togetherness between one another, but togetherness with Christ. Because we often hear about God, we, we listen about Jesus but we don't actually walk with him. We don't actually uh, are friends with him. And like Pastor Ellis preached a while ago, it's, it has to be intentional. A relationship with Jesus doesn't happen just because you enter the room and you're like, okay, Jesus, fill me up, and boom, you're full of the Holy Spirit forever, and you don't need to pray anymore or read anymore. It might happen like that, but... But it's not. A relationship requires time and it requires uh, willingness. So uh, I want to encourage you to spend time. Sometimes we say we don't have time, but we spend hours and hours watching Netflix or doing our stuff. Spend time with Jesus. This is the only way you can, you can be fully fulfilled, if that's the right word. 
you forgive me if I say something wrong. Um, so going back to the, to the scriptures, what happens is Jesus fulfills them. Um, and I, and Lena, if you can put on the screen, please. Um, I just want to mention that this verse, which is very powerful, if you can read with me on the one, two, three. Now to him who's able to do measure labor. Thank you. Great pronunciation, guys. Because <laughs> I struggle with the immeasurably word. <laughs> so he can do so much more that we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So he has to be within us. It's not like he's just going to do it. He has to be within us. Uh, so going back to the, to the, te to the scriptures, um, Jesus is still with the disciples and uh, with the disciples and the crowd. So the disciples leave on a boat. Jesus is still there with the crowd, uh, dismissing them. And he goes to a mountain to pray. And the boat is kind of far away now from, from the land. And Jesus is praying there, and then he leaves that, that place, and he walks on the water to them, towards the boat. And the scripture says that the disciples were terrified. Uh, and they even screamed in fear. Um, so I will save you from the screams that I was practicing at home. <laughs> but imagine, they were not like little girls or little boys. They were fishermen. They were used to the boat. They were used to the waves, the wind, the night. But still, they saw Jesus right there. And they still didn't recognize him. So sometimes when um, Rogério sometimes is practicing uh, at night his guitar for the Sunday service. And if I'm at night, I'm sleeping and I wake up, he's still there practicing. He comes towards me. I know who he is. It's at night, but I know how high he is, how uh, I know his weight. I know how loud he can be. So I, I know his movements. Because I walk with him. I have a relationship with him. It's not a surprise. It's not like I'm going to freak out and be like, oh, who's that man? You know? Um, so the disciples looked at Jesus, and they didn't know who he was. Even though they were with him right before, they didn't know who he was. And how many times through tough times, tough problems that we face when it's dark, we don't recognize Jesus. We sometimes are fine when the grass is green and when the sun is shining, when it's summer in Brazil or summer in Baltimore, and we are fine with it. But when winter comes, when dark surrounds us, then this is where we don't recognize Jesus. But he was right there. Um, and then they screamed, and Jesus said, take courage, it is I. And the original says that, Jesus says, I am, he uses the expression, I am who I am. The same expression God used with Moses when he presented himself. I am who I am. Don't be afraid. And um, 
How many times has God performed miracles in our lives? He has just multiplied the bread, and they still didn't recognize him. They still didn't know he could do it. Even Herod knew he could do miraculous things. And, and sometimes we, as children of God, doubt. And I want to read another passage. Oh, we can put it on the screen. Uh, and I love this two uh, scriptures from Isaiah that we're going to read. One of them says, for, for to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government, the power, will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is who he is. This is the I am who I am. This is who he is. So when you are in doubt, when you have trouble, what, what do you need? You need a wonderful counselor. He's not just a counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. Um, and the next scripture says, Surely, and I love this one. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God striken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. So the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So he is our God, our powerful God. And we just have to trust him. We just have to know him. Um, wouldn't you want to be in a relationship with somebody like this? Sometimes when, when you're single and you're looking for someone to, to be in a relationship with you, you look for qualities or attributes or good things. Um, and he is the perfect person to be in a relationship with. We just need to open ourselves and to get to know him. Then something unusual happens. Jesus says, well, uh, I am who I am. And then all of a sudden, Peter says, oh, okay, Jesus, if it's you, ask me to come to the water with you, to come out of the boat with you. Like, why would he say that? Why would it, the logical would be for him to say, oh, whew, it's Jesus, come on, come on board, you know? Like, why would he ask to go on the water? Like, this is crazy. Like, if you're ever, like, flying around, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to fly with you. No. So, so Peter asks this unusual request, and he says, uh, ask me to come with you. And why did he do that? Because he knew it was safer to be where God, where Jesus was, and he knew who he was at that time when Jesus showed himself, and he knew who he was, so he was... Entirely, he was trusting at that time. And then he said, okay, Jesus, ask me to come with you. And Jesus said, come. And off Peter goes. I imagine the other disciples being like, oh. <laughs> but, Jesus, uh, but Peter had faith, and he stepped out of the boat. He walks on the water. Now imagine how powerful this is. He walks on the water, just like Jesus he did. And, and maybe um, we have situations in our lives where we are walking in faith, where we are struggling, but we are, we are there. 
and um, um, and sometimes uh, the the water comes, the wind starts blowing, and we start paying attention to this rather than paying attention to Jesus. We look at the the waves, we we look at other stuff, and we stop focusing on who we have to focus. And and if we look at these problems, we will fail. But if we look at Jesus, we will succeed. And the story could end there, and we could say, well, Peter and Jesus had a good walk on the water, and, you know, like went to the land. But no, but what happened was that Peter looked around, and he started sinking. But Jesus was right there, and Jesus lifted him up, and he said, Men of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? He was walking. Why? There was, like, I'm sure he was like just steps away from where Jesus was. And uh, why do we doubt? And I think we doubt at times because we don't walk with him enough. We don't trust him enough. We don't invite him to be with us at all the time for every single decision. And we need to be able to trust him. If we're called his children, we need to be a child that trusts his father. Like when, when I ask my son, Pedro, and I say, Pedro, come, uh, come, let's have lunch. He doesn't doubt like, hmm, are you sure lunch is there? You know, when I say to him on a swimming pool, you can, ju- you can jump, I'm here, I'm going to catch you. He jumps because he, know- he trusts me. He knows I'm going to catch him. He doesn't doubt. And I want to be that child. I want to be the child that doesn't, doesn't um, doubt God, that doesn't doubt who Jesus is. Um, I want you to put on the, on the slide um, what he promised us. And he said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He didn't say, well, I'm going to be with you when you're trusting and when you're Um, fine, and when you have no problems in life, I'm going to be with you. No. He said, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And on the next one, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So Jesus helped Pedro, got him up, and he asked, Why did you doubt, Pedro? And they get on the boat again, and the disciples worshipped him at the same time as they were. And the, the scripture said that the wind died down. So when Jesus is in the boat with them, and we, when he's in the boat with us, the winds will die down. And the disciples immediately worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And this is when they recognize him. Truly he is the Son of God. And I want us to trust this morning that he is the Son of God. Let's acknowledge that in... Um, I just, this is the message I want to leave you this morning with, is like, if you really trust him, wouldn't you do anything knowing he's by your side? If you really 
know him, if he's really on your side, wouldn't you step out in faith in the situations you have to face? I don't know what you're going through. Maybe it's a financial problem. Maybe it's a spiritual problem. Maybe you don't have enough faith or maybe you don't have enough patience to deal with something. Maybe you have too many choices. I don't know, but he does. And he's right there with you. And once he's in the boat with you, once you trust him, all that wind will die down. Um, I want to invite Pastor Ellis to pray for us this morning. You know, guys, I, I don't want to take our eyes off the Lord, but I do want to just thank the Lord uh, for Paula. And I mean, she spoke to us in a second language this morning. I mean, um, I have a hard time speaking to you in my birth language. Um, <laughs> let alone the fact that she shared um, the love of Christ with you in a language that she had to learn in order to do that. And uh, so I'm going to just start with that. Father, I thank you for the, um, the hard work that our sister um, has put into uh, being a steward of what you've given her. Father, today is not just a testimony of a faith in Jesus Christ. Today is a testimony of what you can do when we do trust you and we give you all that we are. Yes. And so, Lord, I thank you for bringing... Uh, Paula and Rogerio and Pedro, all the way from Brazil. Father, I thank you for um, uh, the testimony of her faith, the testimony of her hope, and the testimony of her love that she was able to share with us today. And so, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that for those people in the room today that have not yet put their faith and trust in Christ, that today would be the day that their eyes would see Jesus clearly. Father, I pray that today would be a day that those of us who have grown weary in the storms would recognize Jesus walking right there alongside of us. Father, we know that you are with us because you have promised, and you've never broken a promise. And so, Father, we ask today that um, we would see you clearly, whether it is, as uh, Paula said, a sunny day or whether it is a stormy day. We want to have our eyes fixed on you, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.